I want to tell you about Homie. Finally, the way real estate should be. Full service, local agents, and you will save thousands of dollars. Homie, a better way to buy or sell. All right, here's Thursday. So we were what? Uh, Friday, Saturday, three days away from the NFL. And we've got the title games in each conference. As far as we go, we've got Cincinnati at Kansas City first at 1 o'clock, followed by San Francisco and the Rams at 4.30. Looking forward to that. Joining us now is our NFL expert, Lincoln Kennedy. Lincoln, you only got PK today. DJ's off, so it's your lucky day. Expert, man. Wow, that's that's high praise. I appreciate it, buddy. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Compared to me, you are an expert. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate the compliment. Before we look ahead... How about looking back? You know, the NFL, uh, it's, it seems like the time of uh, the controversy of the kneeling and all that stuff and all that hubbub. It seems like it was 10 years ago now. And I love that we're at this situation because I don't like to mix all that stuff. I view sports as entertainment. And wow, last weekend, I don't know that you'll ever have a better weekend for the NFL because, and, I, and I've been in this business a long time, and I'm sure you've been run across guys like myself who've been in this business. You tend to lose the individual fandom, but you get excited for great competition. And we had that in spades. The games were tremendous. Just the entertainment value. That's the reason why I'm an NFL fan fan based on Saturday and Sunday last week. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I mean, they were some of them more you know, exciting games, and, and, and because they were competitive down to the finish, um, I don't think you could really ask for anything better when you had three of the visiting teams, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, the win the, 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 their games and off of a kick. Um, I'm not too high on kickers, as you already know, but yeah. uh, you, know, you had three of, the, three of the games come down to the wire, and then the visiting teams won on a kick, and then, you know, Kansas City and Buffalo, for what it was worth, it came down to it. It was an exciting game to the very end. Went in overtime, and and you're right. You're absolutely right. It was. It's, it's all you can ask for in a sporting competition, an entertainment, if you will, um, that, uh, that that comes from you know watching football at least. Now you've been around playing at a high, the highest levels in college and uh, pro, so I'm sure you suffered devastating losses. It's just the nature of the game. There's going to be sure. certain highs and lows. And if you're Buffalo or maybe even T- Tampa, at least has got a Super Bowl to their credit. But particularly Buffalo, uh, how long does that stick with you? Entire season until you start playing next year, <laughs> it leaves a foul taste in your mouth. It really does. The thing is, is that if you're if you're a team like that, you have to you go into the off season, coaching staff and everybody else saying that if we expect to be the next level, if we expect to challenge for a Super Bowl, we have to beat that team right there. You compare your standards to beating that team right there. I think Buffalo did it last year when they met in the AFC Championship game. When they they were like, "Well, we, we we've got to get we've got to get more pressure on Patrick Mahomes. We've got to find a way to to conform our defense to be able to slow them down." And still with no luck to to no avail. Um, but this it, it, it sticks in your crawl because that's the standard. If you're in the AFC, you have to consider Kansas City. It doesn't matter who you are. And, and and that's your standard if you want to get to the NFL. I mean, to the Super Bowl, you have to. If you want to be a champion, you have to consider Kansas City as a team to beat. So you have to figure out a way to beat Kansas City. You have to study them. That's that's who they're not even the same division. 
but they are in the same conference. So that's the standard you have to hold. So if Buffalo is to repeat or is able to take that next step, they have to find a way to beat Kansas City. And just like everybody else in the AFC, you know, I didn't think Kansas City was going to be here. I thought they were going to have a little bit of Super Bowl hangover, but they made some great gains with their offensive line. Um, as well as their, their defense, you know, uh, uh, the addition of Melvin Ingram for a six—I think a six-round pick—I think they gave up to get him—is uh, transforming the defense. Yeah, it, it really changed their defense, and so they, the, you know, they made great strides to be back in their potent offense. They always have been, but you know, the defense is now able to get stops and get off the field. Uh, that's that's been Kansas City's transition, and, and that's why they're still in the talk about being the you know a, a possible another Super Bowl champion. Lincoln Kennedy join us, our NFL expert, college football Hall of Famer, Raider analyst. As far as Matthew Stafford, you know, I always thought he had the talent. And I'm wondering, has he proven to this point that it was more about the talent around him or lack of talent around him when he was with the Lions failing all those years and now he's got good talent or do you see something different that maybe he's better this year than he ever has been? I I, I think it's the the, the contributing talent around him when I look at Matthew Stafford. Look, I I went out and placed a bet for Matthew Stafford to make the NFC Championship game the moment that he was traded to the the Rams because I thought that's what the Rams needed and that's what Matthew Stafford needed. Um, He's one of those quarterbacks that has a, a... You know, he's probably on the verge of being in a discussion for Hall of Fame. Um, but he's that talented of a quarterback that I thought that, I thought that came out, uh, and he's got the, the you know the, the other contributors around him um, for him to, to go over the top. The Rams are a better team with him. They were a quarterback away. They made the change uh, from Jared Goff to Matthew Stafford, and I think they are a championship caliber team. <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate because um, I don't see them getting past this weekend because the the, the 49ers have had their their number. You, you look, see the 49ers played, winning? Well, I, I see the 49ers winning. And wow. Mainly because I've, I've been in situations like this where a team, you know, an opposing team, especially in your division, for whatever it's worth, has your number. It, it, they, they, they just know how to beat you. You look at, I think it's the last six times, I think yeah. it is. Um, you look at this team, that, and the 49ers find a way to win. Yeah, the 49ers are no slouch. It's nothing to slap a you know throw a thing you know any any caution to the wind. They're they're no slouch. They're a good football team, and people sit there and say, well, the Rams are that better. The 49ers have had their number, so it's one of those situations where you're going up against a nemesis that knows how to beat you. Um, so I don't know if you're, you're coming down the winning end. I mean, then for what it's worth right now, the way I'm looking at it, bro, is it's it's I think it's 49ers and and Kansas City and another and another Super Bowl championship. All right, then I'll ask you, Lincoln, will the 49ers offense at least score a touchdown in this game? Yeah, they'll score a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm it. stunned that they won that game without scoring an offensive touchdown last week. Right. Yeah, that's true, true story. True story. But, you know, I, I think I think they will find a way to uh, – I mean, they'll be able to put some points up. Yeah, they're going to have to, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, it's not like they're devoid of skill offensively. Uh, it's just I, I just – 
It, it seems like Jimmy G. I, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it, when when he makes a bad pass and the defender's got a pick six, but his head is turned or something happens, it seems like he's well, like he's a cat with nine lives or something, yeah. and he still manages to come out even though that he's flirting with potential disaster. Yeah, Jimmy G is not the one who's going to put them over top. It's it's everything else that contributes to the reason why the 49ers are going to beat the Rams. Okay, uh, and then you already mentioned uh, KC. Uh, the the thing that uh, I like about and I'm I'm an offensive guy. I love I love gunslingers. You know I like Brett Favre and these guys who just take chances because I don't have any investment in whether the they lose, win, or I just want to be entertained. So right. I don't have a team. But right now, I mean I love Burl. I mean I I think everybody does. I I was talking earlier. I look at him. Two words come to mind: hot and cocky. Because it seems like he's got both of them. And if I'm Casey's defense, I'm, I'm very much concerned about him. As you should be. But here's the thing, and I told my son this last week when we were watching the, the Kansas City-Buffalo game. You know, he, he came to me, he was, he was jumping up and down because he was like, Buffalo's going to win. Buffalo's going to win. And I'm like, there's 13 seconds left, and you've got Patrick Mahomes. Now, if you understand the game the way I look at it, that's an eternity. You know, there there was there was certain there were so many scenarios that were going through my head. I was like, you don't kick this through the end zone, you squib kick it. You try to run off some clock. Thirteen seconds, and all you need is a field goal to send in overtime. Yeah. And they've got one of the better kickers in the National Football League. I said that's way too much time. And he's like, no, no, thirteen seconds with Can't timeouts. Hit. Exactly, thirteen seconds and timeouts. That's an eternity if you if you have an experienced quarterback. And what did Buffalo do? They they forgot to cover. You know, Travis Kelsey. Who? Oh, yeah. <laughs> on, on the inside, more importantly, they, they, they wanted to play a wide zone. They were protecting the sidelines rather than protecting the middle of the field. So, so in, in my estimation, situational football has been grossly overlooked for quite some time. They don't teach it the way they used to. And, and you don't practice it. You don't experience it. You you you, poss- you you can't understandably go through a game and say that let me leave let me leave one of the more potent tight ends wide open in the middle of the field with timeouts. Yeah, you, you just you, you just don't have it. So starting on the twenty five, they they just they they picked apart you know the Buffalo Bills defense with thirteen seconds left and made it seem like it was they got they got even beyond. Field goal range. They got well into field oh, goal yeah, range right, in order right, to right. kick it. Gotcha. So you know that's 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 understandably something that you you just don't do. But my point is this: is that when you talk about an offense of Kansas City, I don't know how you don't prevent them from getting the football in the end. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's almost like arena football. It's almost like the the, the offense that has the ball last is going to win. And, and and there's nothing you can do about it. No matter how good you think your defense is, and it's not it's not about what Cincinnati did to Kansas City a, a few weeks ago. It's it's right, it's different right, now. Right. You know, I think that both offenses can go up and down and score on each other's defense. It's when it goes down and who has the, the ball last wins. Coaching matters in. You know, I've heard some – the squib kick thing was – it came up immediately. You know, should they have squib kicked it, run off some more time? Uh, should they have uh, – holding is what, a five-yard penalty? So just yeah. tackle guys off the line of scrimmage. 
uh, okay, you know, but that's... You can't ex- end the game on a defense penalty. Right, and that's extreme. <laughs> but the idea, the thing that you said really hits home. The guarding of the sidelines when the other team has its complement of timeouts... Who cares about the sidelines? They've got the timeouts. There's only 13 seconds to go. It's not like they're going to run 10 plays or run out of timeouts. Right. Yeah. And it made that's no what, sense to me. About. Situational football has been grossly overlooked. And it's to, the, it's to the degree where even coaches, young coaches, don't understand how to manage timeouts and how to manage the game in the end because they, they, they thought there were other things that were, that were more important. Yeah, but these guys are professionals, Lincoln, man. And you got a full <laughs> staff full of them. I, I, I don't understand that one. I mean, what a blunder. Yeah. I, I'm wondering it, it, how much, particularly on the offensive side, how irritated the offensive side, the offensive players are with that, that very decision with the timeouts and the sideline stuff. Because it basically cost you. Who knows? It could have cost you the Super Bowl. Well, hmm. think about this way. If you're an offensive player, you did your job. Right. I mean, we, we, we saw, what was it, was it 26 or 27 points in the last two minutes? Yeah. You did you know, your job like twice, I mean, not you, just you, once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, I mean, you, you can't, if you're an offensive player, offensive lineman, quarterback, anything else, you go out there and you have a wide receiver who shakes a defensive back to where he falls and he's wide open for a touchdown. Yeah. You can't ask for anything better. No. I mean, you, you really can't. You, you can't. That was fourth down, wasn't it, too? I think so. I mean, yeah. But I'm, just, I'm talking about the situations for an offense. Your job is to score. And then you look at the other side, and people always want to argue about the, the overtime rules and stuff like that. Look, defenses get paid, too. They're supposed to be out there to do a job. You know, the, the fact is, is that they're, you know, there once upon a time, I remember coaches when I played, practice situations. They would set up situations. Okay, what do we do if we have a minute left? And there's, you know, they've got three timeouts. What do we do? That type of thing. And you're practicing out there. I don't think they do that anymore. I don't think coaches study that anymore. And I think that's a viable part of the game that's been grossly overlooked. And from going forward, it's something that you need to consider because yeah. it's something that comes into view. Whether you realize it or not, it happens. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I can't argue with you on that. Uh, Lincoln Kennedy joined as Raider analyst. Now, I've heard, and you probably heard too, uh, Jim Harbaugh, that the Raiders yeah. might be interested. Uh, what can you tell us? I'm not a Harbaugh fan. I never have been. Um, I think he's, I, I think he's arrogant. I think he's one of these guys that has to be a control freak. Um, but I do know that, for for what it's worth, the Raiders' job is a very enticing job. You think about it. You've got a young team. You've got a quarterback. You've got salary cap space. You know, you've got everything that you want if you want to come into a professional situation. Um, an exciting new stadium and everything else. Yeah. Um, to, to 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 try to you know you can, you can build on, uh, and you got a you got an owner who really doesn't want to micromanage. It's not like when Al was alive and may he rest in peace, but Al was a micromanager. He he controlled the coaches that came under the building because he was a football guy. Mark Davis is not the same. So you have an ideal situation uh, if you want to look at as far as as, as the the job openings out there. Um, But I'm not a big Harbaugh fan. And so from what I've heard, I heard that he's, you know, he's definitely on a list. 
Um, there might be some guys like Ed Dodd who worked with them. They worked together when they were at the Raiders. When, when actually when I played, um, they were all together at the Raiders. That that might be on the, the, the short list. But you know what I appreciate from Mark Davis and the, the powers that be, the circle that's around him, is that they are doing their due diligence and they're 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 taking their time to find the guy who's right. Because um, in talking to Mark this past year, they're close. The Raiders are close. They're, they're, and they, and they, they need to get it right with, when it comes to general manager and head coach because they're on the verge of something special. Now, you already know what you have to compete with in the division alone. Uh, the Chargers uh, and the, 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 the Chiefs, the Broncos are a quarterback away of being competitive. But you already know what you have to be uh, to compete with championship. But they're close. And, and they have to. So it's, it's, an, it's special that they get it right. And I'm glad that they're taking the time to find their way. It seems like with the Harbaugh thing, they're trying to go for sizzle. I'm not a big sizzle guy. Give me a yeah. football coach. Belichick wasn't a sizzle guy, and you know he's kind of grumpy in interviews and all that stuff, but it's, <laughs> it's about winning. So I don't really care about sizzle. I care about guys who know what they're doing. Well, you know, here's the thing. The track record for where he was prior to his Michigan days, and look, I, there have been plenty of people who have argued with his overall record let alone what against, you know, he hasn't been able to do against uh, Ohio State until this past year, um, his overall record. But, you know, when you talk about the 49ers, you talk about what he did at Stanford and everything else, that track record has basically proven itself. But I, I still think he's a control freak, and um, he's changed since he was a quarterback's coach when I played uh, with the team. And trying to talk to him a couple times, and, and my, my very standpoint, he's different. And, and so I don't know if you necessarily hold that against him, I don't mind him having a seat at the table when it comes to personnel decisions, but I, last person, I, last thing I want is a dictatorship. Dictatorship, yeah. if that makes sense. Right, and right. and I didn't like it when Gruden wore so many hats, um, uh, and I, I definitely don't want it out to be anyone else. Lincoln, thanks for your time this morning. Really appreciate it. Oh, it's always a pleasure, man. You take care. I'll talk to you soon next week. Okay, that's Lincoln Kennedy. Former Washington Husky College Football Hall of Fame man, one of the greats, obviously, and longtime NFL player and now Raider analyst joining us as he does each week. We appreciate him talking about that. Raiders are close. That's good to know, man, since we carry the games on their on our station. I've been following them a little way, way more close, not even close to what I used to. Uh, uh, they're, to me, I got to watch them. I feel like they're, they're sort of our team in a sense. I know it's not complete, but uh, we'll see what they can do. All right, we got some jazz. We got to get to. Uh, we got the the man's going to join us, man, in just about ten minutes, right, Yaki? Oh man, hallelujah, as he would say. Cut that up. I want to have him here. Hallelujah, Scott Gerard. Stay with us. Ninety-seven five, twelve eighty. The zone.